Conversations with Leaders is a podcast focused on the intersection of business and technology. In this episode, Tanuja Randari, Managing Director AWS Europe, Middle East and Africa, is joined by Leila Fori, Group CEO of the Johannesburg Stock Exchange, in a discussion about gender equality in finance, the role of technology in ESG, and how to foster a culture of innovation. Hello, this is Tanuja Randari, Managing Director, Europe, Middle East and Africa for Amazon Web Services. Welcome to another episode of Conversations with Leaders. In this series, I will be speaking with CEOs from across the EMEA region about what it takes to transform business and society, how they are leveraging data and technology to accelerate growth and innovate, and their insights on topics such as sustainability and addressing the digital skills gap. We will also be providing a glimpse into the personalities behind some of our great leaders of industry. Today we have Dr. Leila Fouri joining us, the group CEO of the Johannesburg Stock Exchange. Dr. Fouri's strategic leadership has been instrumental in positioning the JSE as a competitive stock exchange and a catalyst for growth and access to capital. With an impressive career spanning various countries and sectors, Leila brings a wealth of expertise and a passion for sustainability to her role. She has been a driving force behind the JSE's commitment to sustainability and serves as a co-chair of the Global Investors for Sustainable Development Alliance. Originally from South Africa, Leila's journey includes significant milestones such as her tenure at Accenture and Standard Bank, her extensive experience in finance, and a pursuit of knowledge led her to earn a doctorate in economic and financial sciences from the University of Johannesburg. Driven also by her commitment to gender empowerment and inclusive leadership, Leila was recognized as a top businesswoman of the year at the 18th Standard Bank Top Women Awards. Her servant leadership approach, fostering humility and appreciation, has been instrumental in creating an inclusive culture at the JSE. And of course, outside her professional endeavors, Leila finds joy in rock climbing, nature, reading, and I believe cycling as well. Leila, welcome to AWS Conversations with Leaders, and thank you so much for giving us the time today. Hi, Tanuja, and thank you so much for having me. It's absolutely wonderful to chat to you and the listeners. Wonderful. Well, let me dive into something that I know is very close to your heart as my opening question. Um, the JSE, of course, is committed to promoting gender equality. You're a key player in the South African economy and, of course, <coughs> acute understanding of the role that exchanges play in uh, promoting diversity and inclusion. I think that's very important beyond diversity alone. I know you're super passionate about the topic. I was really, really incredibly impressed by the fact that the JSC has 60% of the board is female and 78%, I believe, of your ex-co members. In your role, um, Leila, as group CEO of the JSC, what do you think governments, corporates and societies need to do collectively to further and promote uh, gender equality in Africa and beyond? Tanuja, this is is a really important topic um, for Africa, for South Africa, and and for the JSE. And at the JSE, we very much recognize that gender equality is as much a a moral imperative as it is a a very important driver of financial inclusion in South Africa and and throughout the continent. And so it's, it's therefore really essential for governments, corporates, and society generally to pull together and come together with a coalition of the willing in a concerted effort to close the gaps across all the spheres. It's um, equally 
critical for governments and corporates to adopt policies and strategies that drive meaningful representation of women in the workplace, boardrooms, economies, and societies at large. And this allows for different perspectives and experiences, and which enhances the quality of ideas and decision-making. Um, you mentioned that at the JSC, 78% of my executive team is female and 60% at the board level. In addition to that, 57% of our staff complement are women. Now, we've wow. put a number of important policies, yes, together, one of which was in South Africa quite leading, which was a parenting policy around um, men taking paternity leave. And mm -hmm. so we're now offering men paternity leave. And many people thought we were doing this for the men, but actually we were doing it for the wives who, who really need to have an equal access to the workplace after they've had their children. In addition, our reporting requirements um, for listed companies also represent our views on how best to build an organization, um, which really goes beyond profit and into the, the purpose of the organization. So each listed company's board of directors must ensure the implementation of diversity policies that promote attributes of gender, race, culture, age, field of knowledge, skills, etc. And these disclosures aim to um, ensure that the private sector continues to have deliberate conversations, particularly around gender equality and pay parity. For me, it, it goes much broader than just gender. It's about vulnerable groups in society. I serve on the YES board, uh, which is youth um, unemployment um, service or youth employment service. And um, South Africa with the highest youth unemployment rate mm. um, really needs as much support as possible. So um, I think leaders have a very important role to, to play in building and developing um, those who are less privileged in our society. Um, maybe picking up on this uh, theme of inclusion and diversity and financial inclusion, uh, which I think is so critical. Um, I know your mission is to be, uh, or at least the reported mission is to be the best globally connected platform for inclusive and sustainable value creation that enriches lives and enables a positive future. Very, very inspiring. How do you believe technology or what's the role of technology maybe in driving uh, you to be able to achieve those goals uh, on the broader ESG topic, um, so not only diversity? One of the fundamental um, benefits of technology, Tanuja, is, is really the ability to democratize access to mm. information. And it's through this access to information that people can exercise their human right to formulate their opinion, to express it, to make decisions pertaining to their work lives, their family, their education, and so forth. And um, we have a deep cell phone penetration in South Africa and Africa. There are, are great opportunities opportunities to access uh, people through technology. So it's therefore really critical that we leverage the benefits of technology to drive inclusion, to give um, uh, as many people as possible an opportunity to make decisions that will help develop their lives and the well-being in their futures. Um, South Africa 
is one of the most unequal countries in the world and therefore we need to capitalize on technology to achieve inclusion, diversity and equality. And this could translate into education, growth of mm. small businesses, etc. We have a number of important programs. We um, have 23 thousand students accessing our trading environment via a virtual game which is um, an education competition once a year and um, we have also invested heavily in the SME market introducing a new distributed network type platform for capital raising for the SME market. And we've also introduced an accelerator environment, which provides technological access to SMEs uh, to help them grow, develop and establish themselves in our capital markets. The topic of education is a really big one. Um, we have also been massively investing in this, uh, Leila, as you know, I mean, we we committed to train 29 million people for free around the world by 2025. Because wow. when I speak to CEOs like yourself, and you know, there are three topics that you always bring up consistently. It doesn't matter which industry, where in the world. Um, and, and of those three, the biggest topic on their minds is skills. And in fact, the lack of skills, uh, digital skills in particular, to be able to help you on your transformation journeys, right? Because how do we transform and reinvent our industries sustainably? And then the issue is, how do I change my organization and my operating model and my cultures um, and bring digital skills in? How are you thinking about embedding digital skills for your own uh, teams as you transition, by the way, from, the, from a more traditional uh, uh, infrastructure environment to a more cloud-enabled infrastructure environment? Tech networks and uh, digitization is changing how markets develop and, and we're seeing a paradigm shift in capital markets. Um, I, I think the three big areas, data, cloud and galloping digitization, which are, are shaping a whole new era in a super platform environment, particularly for data distribution. Um, we are embarking on a, um, a program to educate and to uplift our existing staff members in um, cloud skills. We have a comprehensive program that we've, uh, that we've prepared. And uh, I think that building those skills is a function both of hiring new people into the organization, but importantly also empowering those people who understand the technical and, and very detailed environmental constraints within the organization. The JSE is a very technical environment and to apply repackaged knowledge, for example, cloud skills is a very important a sort of coalition of old skills and new skills. And so we're yes. working very closely with a number of service providers. AWS has also been tremendously helpful in uh, providing us with some strategic insights that will help equip our staff. I think so important, right? Because I think this reskilling of our teams is so critical right now. Maybe okay. just picking up on the topic of data, as you said, and digitization, um, and, and, and actually tying that very closely into the evolution of the JSE. I know that you embarked on a, a fairly uh, large investment drive in the market data space. 
um, launching a data lake um, in particular to allow your participants, as you say, to access your data more efficiently. Uh, I was particularly intrigued by the Trade Explorer, which is this mm. dig a digital analytics platform for equity yeah. market brokers and a first, I believe, um, for a stock exchange. Can you shed some light on that? What was your vision around this and um, yeah. how is that helping your customers? Of course, and and uh, Tanuja, so my my background um, it has been in in banking and payments, and I've been very fascinated and very much involved in the digitization of data. And I, I do believe that industrial era companies are disappearing, and they are giving way to data companies. Um, we probably all know that quote by William Gibson, which says that the, the future is already here. It's just not evenly distributed. And, <laughs> and so we are seeing data um, which is already here, but just unevenly distributed. And what the JSC has has done is, is we've chosen information services as a growth node for us. And especially in response to the sort of digital era that we operate. And um, so as such, the information services business is part of our growth strategy. And it's really there to further entrench our position as a center for innovation. Um, Open APIs abstract away the complexity of the back office and legacy mm. systems. And one of the initiatives that is in progress, which you mentioned, is the market data lake. This is a platform which is hosted in the cloud and it enables open API market data place. And it's a highly accessible digital platform, which is available over the internet. And clients who want to see the data within the data lake are able to access it very easily. On top of that, we um, have built a, a, a new solution um, which allows our clients to analyze micro level very proprietary detail around, for example, the order rest ratio or the market share that they have in at the closing period, for example, within a top stock. So mm -hmm. they're able to micro analyze their trading trends and change the algorithms that they might have, which are driving um, their, their trading patterns. And um, this is the first, our Trade Explorer solution, which is this bespoke uh, solution, is the first uh, solution offered by an exchange of its sort. And it's it's really interesting that we at the bottom of Africa are now speaking to some of the first world exchanges who are now interested in purchasing this solution. And, and so we're very proud and very pleased that we've been able to, to start something, a new trend in the capital market sphere, but it's really all based on a strong cloud strategy. Um, a week ago, we launched a new co-location service, which is really an advanced infrastructure um, service. And we will provide our clients with a cloud-based co-location service. So they're able to locate their trading engines within meters of our trading engine. And they're able to access cloud services, which of course, as, as you would know better than me, would really really accelerate their ability to innovate and to introduce new services and to test, develop and launch new products. We hope you're enjoying this discussion. 
To join the conversation and engage with other business leaders on these topics, follow us on LinkedIn at AWS Executive Connection. I love that. I love both those things because I think your quote is the quote you mentioned is extremely relevant today, more yeah. than ever, I think. And, you know, and the impact of data um, by, by, as you said, democratizing data, democratizing data access, allowing people at the edge to be able to innovate versus keeping it all in a central place. Phenomenal. I think it's just going to spawn a whole bunch of new innovation. How do you foster the culture of innovation within the JSE um, in all of your teams so that they're coming up with these great ideas? Innovation is is really in our DNA. It's it's really important that we instill a culture of adaptation, adopting technologies of the future. Um, we embrace failure. It's important to allow people the space to try new things and to accept that not all solutions are are going to 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 be solved. Um, we've tried to, to build small and think small. Typically, exchanges can tend to be lumbering giants, and we have these large-scale, traditional, waterfall, multi-year projects, many of whom cost twice as much and take twice as long to deliver. And um, it often... Um, it's it's often that we need to think differently in the way we are we're approaching things. So we try to think like a small organization, become a lot more agile and adaptable. Um, and of course, I try to expose from the most junior to the most senior people to new thinking, new ideas, whether that means we're sending people um, on um, on uh, interesting courses or getting interesting people to come in and talk to us. It just creates a culture and an expectation of growth and development and constant advancement. So we've launched some, some quite important world firsts. I spoke about the Trade Explorer. We've launched a um, private placements platform, which is a fundamental shift away from the traditional public markets environment. And that we launched in partnership with the FinTech in the UK. And we now have two large exchanges um, in the top five uh, sort of sphere who are, are looking to use that technology. It's really a digitized registry. So. I think mm. in every way we try to think about how things need to be done differently and try to encourage and embrace that. And we reward and make heroes of the people who demonstrate that sort of thinking. Who cannot talk about generative AI at a time like this? Um, how are you thinking about the application potentially of generative AI within your own organization or, of course, in mm. terms of launching uh, new products or enabling your customer experience to a new level. Mm. And and you make a pick up on a very important point there, Tanuja. So we need to start thinking beyond data and start incorporating AI and importantly the customer into our experience. So that so everything that we've done is really building up to that. The infrastructure in the cloud that we're developing is a fundamental building block for that. And so we are constantly adapting technologies for the future. We're in the process of building an AI tool, which is really a social listening tool to generate information for our regulators. And, and we all know that regulators are, are not always seen 
as the most um, innovative and yet at the JSC for our listings regulation, because in, in South Africa, the listings regulation is contained within the JSC, it's not within um, government. And we are building the social listening tool to provide early warning signals um, to our regulators of potential breaches of listings requirements, potential mm. ongoing investigations that need to be considered. And we're also building um, AI tools you know, on a micro level within our finance department to preemptively manage reconciliations. And then, of course, our, our big vision would be AI on in that data lake and building preemptive trading strategies and supporting our our trading environment with um, artificial intelligence based um, data. That's a step that is still evolving. And we're really in the foundational stage of, of that step. I mean, that's fantastic. Already three phenomenal use cases that you seem to be addressing directly. I'd love to maybe go um, go into a, a slightly different space. Um, can you share with us sort of how you think about leadership, whether it's particularly now or just broadly as you have, uh, you know, evolved your career, as you have grown and evolved as well as a leader, you know, how do you think about leadership? What is your style of leadership? Well, look, uh, leadership is is something very close to my heart because leaders create a multiplier effect. We um, we cannot do everything ourselves, and to the extent that we're able to uh, foster an environment of growth rather than stasis, to the effect that we're able to build a team of strong, competent people, we're able to achieve success. And what is is really important for me is is servanthood leadership and and really thinking about enabling those people around you to grow and develop. I always quote Satya Nadella, um, who from Microsoft, who says that we need to move from an organisation that knows a lot to an organisation that learns a lot. And that culture of learning is something that I think underpins success in many organizations. If you want to attract intelligent, forward-thinking people, give them an opportunity to grow. And that's really important for me. So I'm constantly looking for opportunities to to mentor, grow, and open the door for people around me. And um, looking for an opportunity to make other people shine and make them achieve their full potential. One last question, um, if I may, Leila. Maybe the best advice you ever received in your career or your life journey? I'd say the best advice actually came from a female leader who is South African and moved to, to Australia. And her advice and, and achieved phenomenally well leading one of the largest banks is to back yourself and to be confident. And, and I think that's particularly relevant to many female leaders. We have this imposter syndrome. We doubt ourselves. We don't, we don't back ourselves. And what lesson would I teach my former self if only I'd been more confident when I was growing up in the corporate environment? Um, my advice to, to young, fertile minds, people who have great potential, both male and female, in fact, is mm. back yourself, have confidence, and, and don't outsource your, your sense of self-worth to others around you. 
Fabulous. What a wonderful place to close. Leila, thank you so much. I think our listeners are going to go away with some very, very valuable lessons. And thank you so much for your inspiring leadership. Thank you, Tanuja. And thank you for the chat. It's always very inspiring to speak to AWS and, um, and to hear your perspectives. And perspectives are often as insightful in the questions that are posed as they are in the answers. So thank you for an enlightening discussion. Thanks for listening to this episode of Conversations with Leaders, brought to you by AWS Executive Insights and Tanuja Randery. For more on these topics, follow Tanuja on LinkedIn and visit aws.amazon.com slash executive insights. While there, be sure to learn more about AWS Exec Leaders, an invite-only global community for business and technology leaders.